14 minutes after seven. Welcome to Jet Set Breakfast. Bertha Charuma with you uh, in for Michelle. And taking a look at what's coming up in the show. Happy holiday season. How are you spending your holidays? This is going to be an exciting time. And you know that we all want to have uh, exciting times and do all kinds of things. But uh, in the same breath, I think we also need to look after ourselves. And let's just get the music out of the way, actually. Uh, Tracy Chapman, Fast Car. And just before that, Zahara and Destiny and uh, Zahara may her soul rest in peace and she's being laid to rest. Never did we anticipate this to happen so quickly. What an unfortunate moment. But anyway, it does happen to the best of us, um, unfortunately. So talking about uh, resorts, an important option for family travel. What has been your experiences? We chat uh, with travel writer Sbusiso Mkwananzi. That's a bit later on in the show. And also, we're going to look at the future of air travel. Drinking and driving awareness and the Jobbik Zoo is hosting its Festival of Lights. This is quite going to be something else. I mean, for children, it's actually, you know, it's just one of those moments where kids really get so, so excited. And maybe um, if you are in in and around Johannesburg, this is something that you would like to do to just excite your children. We'll be chatting to our guests in terms of what can be expected, um, the numbers that are coming in, and also in terms of safety and security, uh, do, they ever, do they have everything in place? But starting off our show this morning, environmental education public awareness network uh, they launched uh, in durban so in an important step to foster collaboration networking between environmental education organizations the environmental education and public awareness network that's eepan uh, was launched at uh, green corridors that's green hub early december and we get to find out what exactly does this mean and what is the you know the hindering issue because we've been talking about you know uh, what's been happening to the environment uh, climate change and all that for years but we just don't seem to get it right and our guest this morning is lucy quello uh, environmentalist uh, joining us uh, online good morning lucy and welcome to jet set breakfast Good morning, Bertha. Thanks for having me and and good morning to all of your listeners from Durban. So this is an issue, you know, climate change is something that we've been cognizant of for quite a while. But for some bizarre reason, we are not taking heed. Now, in this instance, I think let's talk about the project that is happening um, in Durban. Uh, Would you like to explain Mm. uh, what exactly this is all about? Yeah, thanks so much for that. And yes, I mean, we have been hearing about climate change for a long time, but very much on on the surface. So, in fact, a lot of people don't really know what it's all about. And a lot of people don't know what the implications of of climate change really are in their day-to-day living. So, Durban, you probably are aware, has been pretty much battered in the last couple of years by one thing or another, Um, We had the massive floods of 2022, and then again, we've had them a couple of times thereafter. We had COVID, the effects of COVID. We had had the the unrest and social unrest that happened also in this area. And all of these things have had an an enormously um, destabilizing effect on the city of Durban, on on the region of Durban. We are also an eastern seaboard town, which means that we experience the effects of of heavy 
um, extreme rain events quite um, quite dramatically, and those are likely to increase as climate change uh, worsens. So basically, you know, people here are feeling vulnerable. People are affected in very potent ways, and we were we were considering how is it that we can make the public of this region more aware of what is going on around them, more aware of how they live and what choices they make and how the way and the place that they live in makes them either more or less vulnerable to these kind of impacts that happen. And and also just the very question that you started with, it's, you know, we hear about these things, but how do we actually make it real to us in our day-to-day -day living? So that's kind of the impetus, the background impetus behind the the Itaguini um, Environmental Education and Public Awareness Network. So basically, we started talking to people and just saying, you know, what do we do? How do we do this? How do we make people more aware? How can we bring people together? How can we how can we build resilience at a at a collective level? And and so we started, you know, we we were. Um, a team of us, a small team of us, that's myself and, and Margaret Berger and Pandora Long, we were um, commissioned to try and examine this issue of how do we grow environmental awareness in, in this area. And that was the start of it all. So we basically just started talking to different people, uh, convening consultation events. And in our first couple of events, which were literally 12 months ago, um, November um, 2022 is where we, when we began, we, we brought a, people together, the sort of obvious um, stakeholders, the people who are working in various um, environmental and, and activist um, organizations. And in our very first meeting, it was just incredibly clear that this was an urgent sensibility you know people were feeling powerfully moved by this thing the need to get people more aware the need to you know get people more able to to live in a more um in a safer environment basically mm. you know environmentally safe so we carried on having a couple of meetings yeah yeah Let's just take a small break. Uh, it's 20 minutes um, after seven. I'm chatting to Lucy Quello, uh, Environmental Education and Public Awareness Network. Uh, they launched in Durban. And when we get back, I just want to find out because it seems like poverty seems to play a role. And how then can we navigate or mitigate this particular problem? Let's take a small break. We'll be yeah. back. Bertha Charuma on SAFM. And I'm chatting to our guest, Lucy Quello, environmentalist. And Lucy, welcome back. Now, in wrapping up, Lucy, I see that poverty somehow plays a pivotal role um, to this problem yeah. that we have. It's not even pivotal yeah. role, actually. It's, it's a bit of a, an issue. And this is why most probably you came up with the educational program. Um, how, does it, how does it affect the situation? Yeah, I mean that's it's it's very central in a place like South Africa where we have such a massive inequality between those who have and those who don't. The people obviously, and I mean this is a statement of the obvious, that the the most vulnerable are the people who have the least, and typically they are the most vulnerable to any kind of environmental impact that happens, any negative impact that happens. And so if you take the floods that happened here in Durban for, as an example, it's a classic example. It's a 
massive environmental event that happened as a result of, you know, primarily as a result of climate change. And the people that were most savagely and most tragically affected were those people who were who are economically marginalized. So it's the people who are living in informal settlements who typically or very often uh, locate themselves on, you know, close to waterways, big rivers, you know, it's access, it's, it's all sorts of reasons like that why they do that. And then people who live in, in houses that are not resilient to these kind of climatic events, people who have to build a house on the, on the side of a hill where when the, a massive rain event happens, their whole houses get uh, swept down. So, so at least 500 people died in that event. And they were mostly, if not all, uh, people from, you know, from, the poor, from our poorer communities that were affected in that potent way. And so very often, I mean, there's the, it's, it's the, the link between environmental um, um, resilience and poverty or economic independence is obvious. If you've got more money, you can choose where to live, you know, to live in a safer place. If you've got better uh, systems that care for you, then likewise, you can, you can, you're more resilient. So what we learned in this whole process, in this last 12 month process is that we need to broaden the definition of what environmental education is and to bring in this notion of public awareness so that more and more people can, can become aware of, of what they need to know about in order to, to live safer and more resilient lives. So it's, it's, that's the sort of main, um, I think that kind of encapsulates the answer to that question. And and that's really what our mission is, is to try and get the message of of environmental protection to as many people as possible. So we're not going to be just doing it in the schools anymore, which is the old fashioned and traditional approach to environmental education. But we're going to go into the streets. We're going to take it into the communities, into the workplace, into the churches, the clinics, wherever people are. We need to be messaging and, and building people's, you know, empowering people with knowledge to yeah. to to protect themselves in this kind of situation. And we know that it's only going to get harder and people need to know. They need to know how to behave. They need to know how to, they need to know that if they consume madly, there's going to be a, a cost to that. Yeah. People need to know that all of those things. And for more information to join the network, wh- where do we go? So, so the environmental network at the moment is Itegwini based, and we have a we we are busy putting together a website which will hopefully um, curate the kind of information that we're looking at and facilitate the connections between people. But we've got an email address. It's it's info at epan.co.za, and um, also people can give me a call. My number is 082-780-3549. And obviously, we are doing something here in Itaguini, but we would love it to be a model that spreads across all of the centers, and you know, the, everywhere, basically. Hopefully, one day we'll have a national network for this purpose. I'm sure. Lucy, thank you so much for <laughs> joining us this morning. Have yourself a pleasant, right. pleasant festive season. Thank you so much, and likewise to you. Bye-bye for now. That's Lucy Quello, environmentalist, and uh, talking about environmental education, public awareness network, uh, which was launched in Durban. Well, still to come, we take a look at Today in History by James Hall when we get back.